Hey, dude. So, um, like, the I know the past couple episodes, we've kind of had some trouble with recording the theme song and all that. So, I recruited an outside songwriter for assistance. Really? Who is it? It's me, Steve Wilson. Thanks for having me, Boys in Pedal Aggression. And, uh, let's go. Okay, thanks. Well, that sounds exactly the same, so the outside help was... Was, was kind of a dud, but it's okay. But that's that's alright. It's not like he's right here in front of us while we uh, talk badly about his help, but... No. <laughs> and welcome to the third episode of the Pedal Aggression Podcast. This is episode number uh, three. Three, that's right. Uh, third time's a charm or something like that, right? Yeah. Anyway, of course, this is your host, uh, Anthony Messina, the drummer of the band. That's right. And uh, you can find the podcast on uh, iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, and you can find the Facebook page is facebook.com slash pedal aggression. In the episode, we're going to be talking about writing songs, because last week in the second episode, we discussed uh, band practices, which are very important. So, first episode, you formed your band. Second episode, you got together and uh, played and had a practice. That's right. Now, here, it's time to write some original content, which I know sounds difficult. And it is difficult. Yes. I'm not going to sugarcoat that because I myself cannot write songs. The best thing I ever wrote is Life's Just Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually the theme song to our podcast. Uh, But you have written... I'd probably say over a hundred songs. Probably not that many. Maybe not that many, but close. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean think about it. Let's say... Like, fully recorded and, like, like all that. Probably 40 or something like that. But just songs in general, including non-recorded material. Maybe. maybe almost, if, if, if you really added it up, maybe, like, 60 or something like that. Probably not a hundred. But... Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, in terms of music news lately, there's actually not been much. Although, we could briefly touch on, you got into a little bit of a, a heated discussion on Facebook a few days ago. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I, I did. We um, can briefly touch, like, maybe a minute or two about... Uh, <laughs> basically, what you did is you made a poll. Uh, well, it was, um, you describe it. It was a poll that was um, the Beatles versus Led Zeppelin. No, 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 not that, not that one. Let's go with the Alice in Chains and Nirvana. Oh, 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 That okay. one was the heated that, argument. That one, that one got a little bit heated. I, I think I also made the one that was um, uh, Velvet Underground versus Steely Dan, which they're not really that similar bands, but I don't know. Who won that out, by the way? Uh, Velvet Underground. Oh, thank God. Which is personally my favorite of the two, but, you know. um yeah well well, it's 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 debatable honestly but i just um i made the alice in chains versus nirvana one because i just wanted to see who would win out and i wasn't surprised that uh nirvana won 
But it was but close for a while. There were, for a while, there were some, Alice in Chains had the lead. There were some convincing arguments. Yeah, let's hear some of those arguments. Of Alice in Chains? Both. Okay, well, people said that Alice in Chains was more technically... Um, advanced. Advanced than Nirvana, which is which is true. I yeah. mean, you know, they had um, their guitarist, Jerry, Jerry Cantrell. Cantrell. Jer- Jeremy Cantrell or whatever. <laughs> Technical prowess doesn't always translate to good songs, so... No, it doesn't. Ah, there you go. I, and I don't want to say that people were kind of making the argument that Alice in Chains was better because they wanted, they, they, they just wanted to hate on Nirvana. Because that's probably not true. Um, but for a few of them, yeah, it probably was. It, pro- it probably no. was. Because there was that one guy that commented that Nirvana was just overrated. Um, and he said, but he said that he hadn't really listened to them in like a few years. But being overrated is not, you know, that's not a good reason to dislike a band. Because like that has nothing to do with the kind of music they play. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 doesn't mean their their status as like a, like a like a social figure or whatever. It doesn't really impact their music. <clears throat> if their music is good, their music is good, and like it doesn't really matter how like good you are at your instrument if you can't really write a song, you know? That's precisely what I was saying. And But there were a lot of people who were saying that. The argument I heard a lot, <clears throat> and this really blew my mind. I heard two arguments. One, that if Kurt Cobain hadn't killed himself at such a young age, they wouldn't have been as uh, famous. Oh, no, that's not true. Which is a true. disgusting argument to even make. And also, and when I, think I, that, add, I think Lane was... Staley from Alice in Chains killed himself at a young age as well. So, what the heck? You know? Yeah. Well, I think he, um, I think his death was a little bit more um, slow burning. Like he. Um, oh yeah. I don't know if he technically killed himself, but he he did. Um, like I don't know. He was addicted to drugs, and and like they slowly killed him over time. But still, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like feel really bad for him, but. Um, I think I think they were making that argument like the day before Kurt Cobain killed himself, like the anniversary. Yeah, April fifth. Yeah. Um, and the other argument that I heard was that if Butch Vig hadn't produced Nevermind, um, they wouldn't have been the album wouldn't have blown up as much. And I th- what argument did I make? I think I was like, um, like people still listen to the album today even though the production is less impressive than it was back then but the production on that album today is pristine it's still good that's the gold standard but back then it was more impressive oh yeah but even though the quality is sort of waned over time people still listen to the album not because the they're like blown away by the production because they like the songs so that does it for the first half of the episode we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and the pedal aggression podcast will be right back and we're back to the pedal aggression podcast now we're going to be discussing the meat of this episode the continuation of our local band and how you form and what you do in the band Right. This yeah. episode we're talking about writing songs. I want to just jump right in because you can talk about this because you've written the most songs here. So 
Why don't I just start with a basic question? Um, how would you start a process of writing a song? Well, there's no real start to a process of writing a song, unless I really like sit down and, and like force it out. But if we're talking about like a, the average song, I usually go on to my computer and just think of some chords and stuff, play them, try and like think of some some sort of melody or like some lyrics that appeal to me. Uh, when I have a really good idea and I know it's good, I immediately stop everything and record it. Um, and if I'm out, you know, going on a walk, going on a jog, I don't jog, don't know why I said that, um, and I have my phone on me, I'll just, I'll record the idea on my phone and before I forget about it, go back to my apartment, record it onto the computer, and yeah. And I would like to add, I think that um, when you're out and about and you have your phone with you, don't feel silly for humming a melody into your phone and just recording that onto your voice memos. Because no, what I usually do is I um, pretend that I'm like on the phone and I just like kind of like hold it up to my ear and like whis whistle the uh, song idea. It's uh, very embarrassing. I wouldn't show these recordings to anybody. But they're important when you go back and you want to, like, craft yeah, a song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, I just recently uh, went to my old iPhone. I uh, found some, like, old recordings that were very surprising. And th that's basically a, ooh, a good way to store and uh, keep all these little tidbits of songs or would-be songs because um, I, I do the same thing with like little guitar noodles that I might record. I'll record yeah. them on my phone. And, and uh, well, I'm very lonely a lot of the time. And so I usually think of my uh, song ideas when I am alone or sad. And that gives you inspiration. Yeah. I'm not saying that those are requirements, but... They're not requirements. But I think most people go through some <clears throat> stuff during the day that they're like, oh, that, that sucked. Yeah. And so, you know, just like you get feelings and then you you get like ideas from those feelings and then you record them. Would you say that this is a fairly average way a lot of people would go about writing songs? Probably. Yeah. Like you don't like sit down with your friends and be like, let's write a song. I mean, sometimes it works like that, but usually it's like you write the... Uh, the, the, the skeleton of the song as they say um in the industry i don't know if that's what they say in the industry but i have no idea <laughs> um and then you just like jam it out or something or in our case our case is kind of unique um i write the song and i record like all the guitars and stuff and then anthony does the drums over it so yeah so when i go into the recording studio with uh, andy um I hear the song for the first time. I listen. I listen to it like once or twice, and then I just I pretty much know what I'm gonna do from there. Yeah. When we do the drums, so I can't say for sure how common this way of going about things is. Um, but uh, I, I, I think we're just a unique band in general. Yeah, with the I, way I've, we I've, do a lot. I have actually. I've talked to other people to see like how they write songs, and usually it doesn't have like it. They. There's no set way to go about it. I don't think it's something you can really plan because it's all about like feelings and stuff. It's like people that um, 
people that have a lot of time to think. You have to have time um, by yourself, I think, in order to fully craft the skeleton of a song to your standards. Because I think most people who are in bands who are in this sort of industry are creative people by nature. And a lot of them are probably more introverted by nature. And so if they just sit there by themselves at night and they they craft up these songs, um, that's pretty common. You know, I I really don't think, I mean, unless you're hiring professional songwriters like we did for a theme song. um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's going to be that way. And uh, the the last part I wanted to touch on is um, tips for people who are very self-conscious and self-doubting and and they don't feel like they could write a song and how they could get over that anybody can write a song and um there's like obviously you can be like talented in some regard when it comes to songwriting but like that's like you like practice and you get better like even if you're not like the most talented songwriter like the first song that I ever wrote was like one of the worst songs ever recorded. Um, and uh, like we were just talking about it earlier. Sleepless nights. Um, but anyway. Um, but over time, I listened to more music, knew what I wanted to sound like, and uh, improved my songwriting capabilities. Obviously, I'm not the best uh, now. But. Over the course of the past like decade or so, I'd say I've improved a lot, and I couldn't have done that if I didn't like keep practicing. And so you'd say, in order to help yourself get over a uh, nervousness that you have and a lack of you know trust in yourself. Well, there's tons of people. There's tons of people more so than ever that make music, and so I think. Um, people now are less nervous to start making music because a lot of people do it. So if you're nervous at all and think that people are going to laugh at you, like, who gives a shit? They don't matter. You're just uh, yeah. you're just doing your own cool stuff. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up for the third episode of the Pedal Aggression Podcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in as always. And uh, Thank you. We are currently in our uh, submarine doing our podcast, so... The submarine that uh, has uh, windows open, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you can find the podcast again on uh, uh, iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, and you can get links to the SoundCloud on our Facebook page. Just search Petal Aggression with a Petal with a T. Not and D, not D. Um, T, as T, in Tim. T, like so P E T. Petal Aggression. Kettle. <laughs> Cattle decapitation. <laughs> um. Um, and just for the heck of it, you, uh, Steve, if you want to plug your stuffs. Yep. Check out Deeply Woven. Check out Hobo Style. Uh, check out Creators. Okay, how many freaking bands do you have? Um, <laughs> check out uh, Process Servers. <laughs> <laughs> check out Strad later. Yep. <laughs> check out Strad later. And uh, yeah, shout out to Pedal Aggression for having me. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Steve. Hell yeah, that was a cool plug. Uh, well, uh, Pedal Aggression is signing out. There were more like. <laughs> <laughs>
post grunge in, in a sense like um like the <laughs> sorry uh my brother has a bit of a cold uh, <laughs> 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 this episode is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun to edit <laughs>